Hey everyone, welcome to The Start. I'm Patrick Johnson. In this episode, we're chatting with Tim Smith. Tim is a user interface and web designer based in St. Paul, Minnesota. Tim runs the East Wing, which recently moved over to the 5x5 network. Congrats, Tim. Um, Tim also runs the Bold Report, and he's a freelancer. He's overall pretty much a hotshot on the web, so I'm pretty honored to have him on the show. How's it going, Tim? It's going very well. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. You know, acclimating myself to the cold weather up here in New York, but otherwise I'm doing pretty well. You guys are getting hit, man. You guys are getting slammed. Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting because I grew up in Florida, and in Florida, we don't have snow. We have rain. We have hurricanes. And for the most part, everyone knows what to do. Right. It's ne- It's never been an issue. Up here, it seems like, you know, it's the Northeast, there's always snow, and I I'm I, I might be naive, but it seems like every time there's snow or potentially a blizzard, if you're taking public transit, it's a nightmare. <laughs> no matter what, you know, snow's been around longer than we have, but it still is, it's always a nightmare on the New Jersey transit, the subways are extra packed, even though it's the same amount of people. Yeah. But maybe, maybe one day we'll get it. I, I have a feeling that the people of New York... Uh, maybe are not as accustomed to having as much snow as you're getting. And I think that's the reason why. Oh, definitely. New York um, is not, at least the city of New York, is, is the infrastructure is not built to handle a lot of water. So when we had Hurricane Sandy, that really messed a lot of stuff up. Right. Um, because like, if you think about the public transit system, it hasn't been – they can't physically rebuild it because too many people rely on it. So a lot of it is small updates over time. Yep. So hypothetically has probably some of the still original plumbing pipes in there. Um, so you can only imagine that if they're trying to you know push water out, how leaky those things probably are. Yeah. Um, you know, the subway – like I read some interesting thing with the subway that like – if it's an above ground platform, but the platform itself is solid and it's really bad for snow, it's like there's all these variables that go into play. But I'm hoping that one day the city of New York, we're going to get it together. I think we will. <laughs> yeah. Um, or maybe we'll learn from you guys over there in Minnesota. Well, I mean, we don't have we don't have such a massive transit system as as New York does, you know. Um, and the thing is that we we I, I think Minnesotans are more accustomed to having these very very harsh winters with a lot a lot of snow mm-hmm. uh so you know we, we just kind of have to deal with it and and the good thing is that the plows are pretty good over here um they they get to the roads pretty quickly so uh, yeah that happens here too it's 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 interesting because you can tell what the government in at least in new york city deems as important because those are the roads that are paved Right, uh, and you can see it throughout <laughs> throughout every neighborhood. It's like you know, obviously, you have the main the main pieces of road, but like uh, the side streets or like the na- the residential areas, you'll be lucky if you get them plowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is what it is. Enough about the weather. We're here to talk about you and uh, how you came to be at T Tim Smith that we all know on the web. Sorry mm. if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. I know you have two T's in the front. No, that's um, right. You said it right. right. Is there any reason for that? Well, I uh, I used to be Timothy B. Smith on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I was Timothy B. Smith on Twitter until until last year, I believe. Um, oh wow! But it was so long, man. It was like it it it, uh, it was a long username. It was a long domain name. I didn't really like it, uh, and I was like, but the problem is my name is so damn generic that it's very. I mean, you can't get Tim Smith. There's no <laughs> way, you know. I, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, well, I looked into some variations of that. Too. Huh? What was that? I said we're both we're both on the same team. Like Tim Smith, Patrick Johnson. Right. <laughs> we we get the short end of the stick when it comes to username. Yeah. So I uh, so I I looked into some alternatives, and I'm like, what if I just like slap on a an extra T in front of there? Um, and uh, and it it works. So uh, that's what I stuck with. 
I might need to try that. I've been trying to get at PBJ because right now I'm at Patrick B. Johnson and that's like 15 characters. Right. Um, PBJ, obviously, peanut butter and jelly. That'd be like iconic if I had that. I would immediately like just skyrocket into Twitter stardom. I can only imagine. Oh, but of course. there's some person who has it. There's a person who has it. They have like one follower. They have like one or zero tweets and it's a private account. Wow. And I, I've, I've, I've tried for the life of me to get in contact with them and it hasn't worked. Right. So again, just wishing and hoping over here. You, you don't have any friends at Twitter? Um, I have friends through friends. Uh, actually one of my buddies, Nick, he is at NR on Twitter. And from what I understand, he was able to reach out to some contacts at Twitter and the account that had it was actually in, it fell within their inactive policy. So he was able to nab it. That's nice. Um, but I guess, yeah. All, yeah, all the friends I had at Twitter are gone. On Twitter. So. Oh, man. Yeah. You're no use to me now, Tim. I know. <laughs> I know. It's it's oh, quite well. a bummer for myself right. as well. Yeah, one day though, right? Yeah. Same team. We'll get there. Yeah. Snow and this, everything. All right. Um, so we know you are Tim Smith. We know you are a user interface and web designer based in St. Paul, Minnesota. Right. What else are you doing? Um, I I would say uh, I would say that that sums it up pretty quick, pretty pretty well. Uh, but uh, I'm also a I would say that I'm also a front end developer or developer. I mean I I dabble with some back end stuff. Um, like you said at the beginning, I, I host a I host a podcast. Uh, it's a it's a small little show. I mean, just because it's on a big network doesn't mean uh, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, we, it's a little little show on a big network. Congrats! Yeah, that, I mean, dude. well, that was when when I. No, go ahead. It was. Oh, sorry. It was really good because I think you tweeted it out, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "I listened to some shows, and now I can say I have a friend who has a show on there." That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it it's it's really an honor. I mean, uh, Dan is is incredibly gracious uh, to to have invited my show to to his awesome network. Um, and, and I'm having a lot of fun doing that show on five by five, you know, doing it live and, uh, using Dan's state of the art CMS, you know? So, yeah, that'll be pretty sweet, man. So, all right. So you're doing that. You're freelancing, correct? Yes. Is that still true? Yeah. Um, have you been freelancing the whole time? Uh, and by, by, when I say whole time, I mean like throughout your entire career or was this a recent change? Maybe past couple months, maybe past year? Um, no, I actually I quit my job uh in May of last year. And uh Oh wow. Yeah. So I I had been thinking of doing freelance for quite a while. Um I had done a little bit of freelance mm-hmm. at the beginning of 2013 and ending uh 2012. And I wanted to get back to it and in fact I was like, you know, I just I want to work on things that I want to work on. And finally in May, I was like, okay, I think right now is the time to quit. And I was, I was a little nervous. I mean, I had, I had a little bit of savings, but I was nervous to see if it was going to happen, if, if I was going to have enough clients. And, uh, but it turned out well. I mean, here I am. I survived, uh, who knows how many months later. So I'm, I'm still here. Uh, yeah, right. It, it's, it's almost going to be you're a not, year. You're now. not homeless. Yeah, I'm not homeless. Thank yeah, goodness. You're not homeless. You have clothes on your back. Yes. Great. Yes. And and uh in fact I've gotten fatter, so I mean things have to be working out, you know. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I guess that's one that, way to that's look a at. sign of success, you know, right? Think, like, <laughs> yeah, well they used to judge that. I mean, if you think about like all those like um kings and queens and such, like <laughs> right. they were all at least what the Disney movies tell us is that they were all fat, right. like gorging on food. So right. back then it was a measure. I'm not I, I'm not gonna be the one to judge though. Right. Um, all right, so you're freelancing. You've been freelancing since May. Yep. We're gonna rewind a little bit, okay? And ask where did you where did you start? Like what? Uh, when I say that, I don't mean necessarily the first job, but do you recall if there was a moment in which you were like, I really really like this stuff? Um, maybe you were 16, maybe you're you know in your 20s or something. But what what was that first itch? When was it rather? Uh. I think I think it was I think it was in I was fifteen actually. Um I was taking a 
I was taking some college classes at the time. I I did independent study for high school, so I also took some classes at a at a community college. My my high school had this really nice kind of arrangement with the community college where it was free. If you if you wanted to take classes, you could take them for free. So I took advantage that's, of that. Uh, that's dual enrollment, right? Uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt. It's dual enrollment. I don't know. I don't know what the official term is, but okay, yeah. So, um, so I took a I took a v- variety of classes. Uh, for one point, I actually had a major, which was radio and television. Um, and then I took a Photoshop class, and I really liked it. And uh, and the teacher for that, the the professor for that class was really nice and he taught a lot of other classes um at the community college that had to do with graphic communications. He taught a class on Illustrator and and also he taught a class on um on lithography. Um wait a second. Is that is that how you say that? You know I'm not even sure. What is that what is that the study of? Let me uh <laughs> let me Google this really quick. Yeah man, do your thing. Uh is it lithography? Yes. Oh, thank goodness I remembered it. Um, <laughs> so uh, basically the class was on offset printing um, oh, with cool. with a one-color press. And uh, and I think that's when I fell in love. I, I fell in love with both the smell of ink and, and having to prepare it and the work that goes into preparing the press to – to, to run it and to print things. But but also I, I fell in love with the idea of design. And and I think it was in a major part because of him. I mean he just loved design and not only not only did he do it for work, but I mean he did it because he he just thought it was fun, you know? Yeah. Well that's I think, you know, um design as an industry and as a profession or a craft even there's there's not that many things out there um, that could be considered regular jobs, and by that I mean you know you <laughs> yeah. can be a designer, you can be a like at a, a ad agency as a perfect example. You have copywriters, you have strategists, you have account managers, you have designers, you have developers. Um, I would argue and say the ones that are creative and 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 to me that would be the copywriters, the developers, or the designers are the only three in that particular group that I just mentioned that can go home and do their job out of pure passion. Like you right. can't, if you're a strategist, it's really hard to go home and do strategy. Um, just like as your own thing, not necessarily freelance for a client. And I think that's, that's, um, one thing that, you know, if you've luckily for you, you fell in love with it early on. And for you, there was, it was just a blend. It all worked out, I'm sure. Um, but for others, you know, if you come into the industry late, you realize that that's definitely a benefit. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's it's interesting because I've always thought, you know, within our industry, I don't think there is a normal nine to five job. Like you can work from nine to five, but I think most people, uh, they come home and they they continue to tinker with stuff, you know. And I, yeah, and and mm-hmm. uh, I I remember I had a conversation a long time ago with somebody. I don't remember who it was, but um, they're like, "Do you? I mean, do you think plumbers just do plumbing for fun?" <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "I don't think so." You know, I don't I don't think they go home and they're like, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna I I need to tinker with the the sink or or the toilet, you know, just because of the heck of it." Um, so I I think in that in that regard we are very fortunate uh, because our our industry and our work is is just awesome. You know, and I mean, I I stay up late a lot of times just coding and tinkering around. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I'm actually <clears throat> working. Sorry, excuse me. I'm working on a one or two small projects, and they're not. You know, they're just things that I want to see exist. And it's 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 interesting because when I you know I'm a, I'm a retired strategist, as they say. So I used to work on the ad side, and when I'd come home. It was very much a, I didn't want to be in front of the computer. I wanted to sort of, you know, sit my ass on the couch, watch TV, and just sort of decompress. Right. And now, and decompression then was um, watching Seinfeld because I love it or tinkering on the computer. Yeah. And now decompression is doing what I love to do. Yeah. It's like, you know, if I'm at work and I'm working on a project that needs to get done, maybe it's not my most favorite project. I still know I can come home and work on stuff that I really want to do. Yeah. It's super exciting and it's really fulfilling. Even if you had like the worst web development, web design job out there, and I don't know, I don't think any of them are bad, you still have the ability to come home and, and do what you love. Right. It's so great. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
All right, so you're 16, you're taking um, courses at the community college. Let's fast forward a little bit. So, you know, you graduate or you're about to graduate high school. Um, At this point, were you, and I've heard some similar stories where people, you know, were able to get jobs through, you know, professors that they've had, teachers that they know, or internships, that kind of stuff. They decide not to go to college. Some do. Where were you at? Um, Well, I... I, uh... At that at that point, I had worked for a couple of small places. Um, I worked for a a small marketing agency. I mean, agency is kind of like a like an exaggeration of what this place was. Um, <laughs> it was basically me and this guy in his backyard that happened to have a roof over it. So a patio, right? Okay. But but I mean, it did have a door. So <laughs> I, I don't like I don't I don't know what to call that. But anyway, um, and uh, I, I was uh, I think my my title was production artist, I want to say. And uh, my job was to create ads for a, a client that we had, which was a carpeting company. And I mean, they were so bad. Uh, th- these <laughs> ads were terrible. Um and and in my defense, not not all my fault. Uh, he was he was one of these people that didn't understand the job of the shift button in uh, in Illustrator or Photoshop. So you would just see this text that would just run across the whole page, all stretched out and everything, and ugly. It uh. was terrible. Um, and and then we did all these ads in Photoshop. So you know they would come back from the printer and they were so pixelated. They they were just terrible. Imagine. It was terrible. Um, <laughs> and I stayed there for a couple of months, and then uh, and then I also worked at this other place where we did like uh, we would do mugs and t shirts and tote bags and things like that. Um, and the only reason why I stayed at this place, and I've said this before, is the fact that they had amazing soup just around the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And let me tell you, that is a really good reason to keep a job because I, I was there for a couple of months, I would say, as well. And and the place around the corner had fresh bread and this amazing potato soup. I mean, oh, I know my that. mouth yeah. waters just thinking about it, you know. So I kept that job for a little bit. And basically, we would just plaster logos on everything. Um, it was all it was not a design job whatsoever. You know, I got it because. I knew how to use Illustrator. That's, I mean, sure. if we're being honest, that's the reason. Yeah. Um, how old were you at the time? Oh, I would say I was, uh, I was seventeen at that point. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So I, I mean, some might even say that you, and I'm not putting words in your mouth, but you might not have even known the difference. You know what I mean? Like right. you were like, oh, a job. I like doing this stuff. Cool, let's do it. And you're gonna pay me. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I think uh, I was very eager to learn, and but although even even at 17, I understood that that job wasn't gonna help me. Like I knew I wasn't learning anything there. Really, I wasn't learning okay. anything there. You know, there I went into that job, and I. First of all, I did a better job than the other two designers that were working there. And second of all, I I wasn't learning anything. Like everything that I was doing there, I already knew how to do. Um Really? So, I kept it for the soup, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> but it but it was a lot of fun, you know? And the thing is, yeah, I was 17. I mean, it was my only job, so it was nice to have money. Uh and and I mean, it, it whether whether I had learned something or not, it was something that I could put on my resume, you know? Sure. In worst case scenario, you got even more efficient at what you were already doing. Right. And you got you got to hone your craft. Right, which is which is never a bad thing. So No, not at all. Um all right. So we went from a patio to a soup kitchen. Yeah. And well that soup kitchen's the wrong word. Um a place that has great soup. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to assume that we're going to fast forward a little bit. Okay. Um, you're sitting down. You just got out of a meeting, and they just told you what your assignment was, and you realize that this is like the project that you're about to work on is a big deal. What project would that be for you? 
Oh man, that's uh that's a tough one. Yeah, and maybe maybe it's a maybe it's not a big deal in retrospect, but at that time, right? You know, what do you think it was? I I think that that was um that, that was Bundley. Um I I had uh when I when I quit the 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 place that was next to the soup place. Um <laughs> I still laugh about that. Yeah. I and you know what's funny? I don't remember the name of the place. I I don't remember the name where of the place I worked or the place of the soup, which oh, makes God. me sad. But anyway, um when I quit there, I uh I started looking for another job and I thought, okay, I'm I'm kind of tired of doing graphic design. I know mm-hmm. that what I want to do is web design. So let's find a job where I can actually do that. So I started looking around. I looked <laughs> at the time I was looking on Craigslist. I was looking like in all of these places where I think, you know, looking back, like I how how was I going to find a good job in yeah. any of the places where I was looking? But then what what year was this? Sorry to interrupt. Oh, this was uh I was 18 by this time. But what year was it like in the rest of the world? Oh, uh, let's see. When was I 18? Uh, this was 2010. Okay. Yeah. So I guess there there potentially was other sources than Craigslist to look right. for jobs. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Um. So. Uh, so yeah. So then I I uh, I started working for for a company called Bundley, mm-hmm. and uh, and they hired me off of the off of a design test. And I I was smart enough to tell them that they needed to pay me for the design test. Um, Good. So I I got two hundred dollars to design a whole page, and I thought, man, I'm I'm make I'm making the big bucks now, you know. <laughs> um, and they they were a startup. They were a four person company, and they needed a designer. Um, they were you know they were building the back end with PHP, uh, which you know now I say too. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, but I was like, you know what? This is big. This is this could be my break. I mean, this this is work that I would want to put in my portfolio. Whereas sure. up until this point, you know, I had been doing sites for like, you know, my my mom and pop businesses that were around the neighborhood or or a family member or whatever. Whereas this was something that I thought, well, you know, this might be seen by a couple hundred people at least. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I took the job and I was making measly money uh and and that's what gave me my break and I stayed there for a year um and that's the longest I've ever been at a job actually uh that's not bad i um I'm not proud to say it, but I have a very long career in a very short amount of time so I think i'm <laughs> I'm right there with right you. well you see and i I think I mean it's horrible to say and I and I feel extremely entitled to say this especially as as a young person that I am but I feel like I'm not hireable you know <laughs> in a lot of ways I feel like I'm a horrible employee and and honestly I mean if people were to hire me full time um they're making a a big mistake you know I I just I I don't I don't think I I don't think I function for that. But but anyway, um, I, I stayed there for a year and I did a lot of work. And I, um, I'm, I'm actually very proud of all of the work that I did there. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was very iterative. And, you know, I mean, wow. My, my technique improved so much in, in the year. And I learned a lot about, um, about UX and, and thinking – and thinking about like user flows, which which I had never really thought about much, um, in the sense that like okay, when a user does this, what is the next action, and how do they get there, and how do we make it easier for them to get there? Um, so it was it was a lot of revelations to me, and I I, I really enjoyed it. Were you just doing? Gra- oh, sorry. Um, were you just doing web design there? And by that, what I'm asking is, were you doing solely design, or were you also helping them code? Uh, at the time, at the time, actually, I knew very little code. Okay. Like I knew some HTML, some CSS. So I was, these were all Photoshop documents and, uh, and a lot of sketches, you know, like, like on a notepad. Um, sure. And, and that was it. Do you ever, 
I mean, I think we all have this where you look back at your stuff, even if it's three months old and you're like, "Ugh, I'm so much better than that. now." Yeah. Do you ever look back at those for like a good kick in the ass? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'll be honest with you. I mean, something, something that I've made yesterday is already usually something that I'm like, oh man, I hate it. I hate it. And I and I don't say that just to sound cool. <laughs> you know, like I feel like you to sound cool you have to say, Oh, I hate my work, you know. Right. But well it's like the hipster mentality. Right, it's like right. oh, I'm too cool for this. <laughs> but I mean it's actually true. I mean there's there's certain things there's certain things that I just fall in love with. And I'm and, and I think, Wow, Tim, you are a genius. I mean, you've <laughs> outdone yourself, you know? And then there's other stuff where I'm like, This is absolutely terrible. I don't – I shouldn't show this to anybody, you know. Yeah. You know, I think it's um, – if you're someone who can be objective with your own work and critical, it's really hard to impress yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's probably one reason why me personally, um, I can design. I'm not the greatest designer. I would never, you know, off my – you know, I would never introduce myself to someone as a designer, more of a developer than anything else. But um, – the stuff that I do, it's like, I know I can do better. I know I can do better. It's going to take time, but I'll get there. And it's like, in my opinion, for me, it's really horrible to design my own stuff because it feels like it's going to be a roadblock because I'm just going to sort of sit on it until it's good, <laughs> right? until it's great, until it's the best. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm happy right. now. And then now it can go out. So I've, you know, really, hopefully what I'm trying to do now, um, and you've probably done this once or twice in the past where you just partner with someone. Like you handle one side, they handle the other. That way you can focus all of your time and energy making that your side great. Right. And I just try to do that with development and get a friend to do the design. I mean, I, 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 I would say that, I mean, the, the, the point where you, where you feel like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. This is, this is great. You know, um, it's, that is a magical moment that will never come. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, um, definitely. And, and I, I have, I've learned that you have to get it as close as you can and then let it free, man. You know? Yeah. Um, no, it's a very good Because point. you can go, you can go insane trying to make things perfect. It's um, bad. <laughs> yeah. You can go insane trying to make things perfect, but you try to do the best work you can. You know, um, and in that sense, you you make sure that you had a good work ethic while you while you worked on it. You tried your best, and then uh, you let it go. Um, yeah. And then months later, you come back to it, and you're like, "Wow, uh, this typography is terrible." You know, um, <laughs> I did not design this system well at all. <laughs> you know, um, and but you know that's that just happens, and then and then you're like, "Okay, well." Uh, we'll fix it when we redesign. Oh, well. Yeah. Or, it's you know, I, I, I'm i definitely not practicing what I'm about to preach, but it's one of those things where, let's say you're working on your personal site um, and you get to a point where you're comfortable with it and you like it and it, it, you can set it free. I know, you know, there's a lot of people out there who use their personal site as a sandbox. So it's one of those things where type, you know, like you, uh, I think Dan Eden does this sometimes where he'll just experiment with type on, yeah. on his website. He'll he'll change it up. He'll switch it around. He might switch, you know, he might adjust the line height just to see yeah. how it looks for a week and let it sit and then switch it back. And then and there's great things that we can make our own yeah. image online and iterative process. Yeah. Um, and that helps too, right? Like I'll... I think with design, I can tr- sometimes I try to be a perfectionist because I know I need to get better at it. Um, but in the back of my mind, I realize like if it's that bad, I can just fix it later. Right. right? Well, and that's and that's the beauty of the web, right? Because and and kind of the the horrible part of it as well is that nothing is permanent on the web. I mean, anything yeah. can be changed at any time. Um, and and I. I mean, I love saying good things about Dan Eden because that that guy is just so amazing. I mean, when I grow up, I want to be like him. Um, he's just, and he, I think he's younger than both. He's of us just too. such an amazing designer. He's so good, you know. Uh, and his attention to detail, especially typography, is just great. Um, yes. Every single time he looks at my code, he's like, "You need to refactor this," you know. <laughs> he makes me sick in 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 so many ways. 
but he's just he's just an amazing designer and 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 one thing that I really do love about him is what you're what you're just saying. You know, he he really does take advantage of playing around with his site, and and I'm sure that that influences heavily on the work that he does. Oh, I bet it's you know it's something I'm trying to do. Um, maybe one day I can tap Dan and, and ask him what he's doing to keep the juices flowing um, and to you know may, remain optimistic about the tinkering. But I guess at the end of the day. Just like you said in the beginning, it's good and bad because the web isn't permanent. Right. Um, and you can put something up that's great tomorrow and hate it. Yeah. Take it down and regret it. Put it back up and then change it. Yeah. Um, and that's, I don't know, It's it's that's the good part about the whole thing, I guess. Yeah. Um. All right. So we went on a bit of a tangent, which is totally fine because that was a good one. Um. So you had that first job that you really loved and you really enjoyed. Yeah. And I think what would be interesting to hear about that particular um, work experience, was there any moments where I like to call them work horror stories, right? (laughs) Like you didn't necessarily get fired, but uh, I've had them happen to me before where, you know, you do something incorrectly and you just sent it off to the client and you need to like backpedal real quick, send it to him again. And and that that's a small blip on on a radar, but you know, at the moment you might internalize and like, you know, have chickens run around with their heads cut off inside your gut and you just feel bad about it. Um, you ever have any times like that? Wow. That's a good question. I, um, Hmm. I'm trying to think, you know, when, because you sent me an email with these questions and I, I, um, I was trying to think of one, but I can't think of one. Like I've been stressed because of deadlines, but I don't think I've ever been stressed because I was worried. uh, Like, I, 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 yeah, I don't think I've ever been stressed because I, because we made a mistake that we couldn't fix, you know? Yeah, no, um, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't think I have a good response for that one. No, that's fair. Do you have any, so then let's flip it. Um, and let's say, are there any like major success stories? Like, um, I know a lot of people, and this is just an example, but a lot of people will often say, like, I'm a web developer. I try to tell my mom that every day, but she never gets it, but it's okay because she's proud of me. Right. You ever have a moment where your mom might not know what you do necessarily, but you still called her and told her about it anyways because you were that excited? Um. Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah, I mean, there have been a ton of times uh, for that. I mean, every, every single job that I got, uh, I was like, you know, I would tell my parents and I was like, I don't know how this is happening uh, <laughs> because I, you know, personally, I, I just don't, I don't consider myself to be a great designer or mm-hmm. a great developer. I just, I feel like I happen to know a little bit of both. So I get by, you know, it's <laughs> um, probably a good mentality and, to have. Keep you humble. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm very thankful for the, for all the opportunities that I've had. And, and every single time I, I would get a job, I would tell my parents, I mean, I was like, I don't know how, how this is happening or why they're hiring me, but they are, you know, and especially because, um, for, for the longest time, I feel like I was that kid that thought, man, oh, I, I don't know if I'm going to be, if I am going to be successful in this without a degree, you know? Um, and it wasn't until later in my career where I kind of figured out, it's like, who cares about the degree? I know how to do the work. Um, and, and that's really all that matters, you know? So definitely. Yeah. What, um, so then, all right, I need to ask this then, since you, you didn't go to college, um, which is not a bad thing. Um, well, I went, went, I just dropped out. Oh, fair. <laughs> so you didn't, you, you did the Kanye, the Kanye right. West and you, and you dropped out. Um, so you went to college, you didn't, you, you left college, you were working, you were like 17, 18, 19. What were the conversations like with your parents? You're like, Hey, um, so I'm going to go work at this company with this guy. Right. And I'm going to do web I'm going to do graphic design. Right. Um my I I have been very very fortunate because my parents were always very uh supportive of what I wanted to do. And and I think that they realized that with design I had found I had found it. You know, like I had found what I wanted to do. I had found my passion. Um, and, and, you know, thankfully I think they, they really supported that. And I, I appreciate them very much for that. So they didn't really give me much of a fight, you know? 
Um, and they really weren't against me dropping out of school either. Um, my, I think, I think my parents never, my parents never pushed me to be, um, like an academic superstar, you know, like there are a lot of people that I know that have parents that they're like, Oh, you know, we, we expect a pluses, you know, across the board. Whereas my parents weren't like that. My, my, my parents were, uh, would frown at me if I got a C, you know, but if Mm -hmm. I had A's and B's, I was fine. And, uh, and as long as I was, as long as I was, you know, fulfilling my responsibilities, they were fine. Um, sure. And I, I'm really grateful for them uh, for that. So That's pretty awesome. My mom was uh, similar. She herself was very, very smart, um, very educated. And I figured that out early on with like um, her like eclectic mix of, of vinyls and cookbooks and just various things in the house. But one thing she told me when I was really young, and it's always stuck with me, was I don't like, you know, if you don't get A's or B's, that's okay. As long as the grade you got was the best you could do. Yeah. That's like, you know, if if you can definitely get an A, you better get an A. Yeah. But if, you know, I was never good at chemistry or science for that matter. So if the best grade I could get was like a B plus or a C, she was fine with it. As long as I really busted my ass and I tried. Um, which, you know, it, for some people might say it's a blue ribbon mentality. But at the same time, I think my mom really understood, you know, Education is not so much the answers on the test, but the process of right. learning and figuring out how to get from point A to point B. So that that made it sounds like our parents were in the same boat. Yeah, um, you know, and and I I would say that I think it's a it's very perceptive of you know of your mom and of, and of my parents. I think because what it shows is that they can they had the ability to evaluate your intelligence and mm-hmm. and see what that could produce and know when you weren't giving it your all. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, Yeah, my my parents were very similar in the sense that they knew when I had gotten a B where as if I would have given it my best, I could have gotten an A. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, well, it's the the bullshit filter. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) You know, they they look at it. They, you know, I don't don't know how, but they, you know, hypothetically, they, they look at your your test paper yeah. and you know, they're looking at some of these questions and your answers and they're like, Tim, Pat, did you really, <laughs> really try on this? Like, let's be right. honest. Yep. And you're like, mm, can I go outside? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but you're going to do extra homework. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, my mom was the same way. She was really good to me. Um, especially in that regard, she let me sort of explore, um, a lot of my stuff. When I was a kid, I was really heavy into drawing and illustration. Like, um, and she, you know, and I think that 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 was part of it. She was, and I'm, we all, I think, have parents like that, where when they see that you're interested in something, they'll throw as much money as you need into it. Right. And she would just <laughs> buy me pencils and papers, yeah. and she was like, "As long as you put as much effort into your schoolwork as you do this, and you try, you're good." Yeah. And I think I think we've both ended up in good places. Yeah, I I agree. I I'm very 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 thankful. Uh, yeah. To to my um, parents for all the work that they put into me. It works out. It's, you know, we're going to pay him back one day with the really nice cars and the big houses or something like that. <laughs> yes. And the millions of dollars as I put my pinky to the side of the moon. Yeah, exactly. Um, or as some people might say, the seven Snapchats and one Dropbox. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for someone to make like a valuation gen- generator. And instead of giving you actual like monetary right. figures, it does it. In like units based off of already eva- uh, valued companies, right. which would be hilarious. A quarter of a Snapchat, um, exactly. That's what your value is. Um, so I sort of, you know, like you said earlier, I sent you these questions earlier, and one of the questions was biggest hurdle. Um, right. Well, actually, I'll bundle up. I'll say, what gave you the drive to keep going and biggest hurdle? Now, I sort of want to focus this on the last job you had before you went freelance. Okay. Um, so I guess in a tough moment, what gave you the drive to keep going? Um, or you could also say, you know, when you had that big hurdle, what gave you the drive to keep going? Um, okay. I, uh, huh. I, I think, I think last year, um, my biggest hurdle was more personal yet. It affected 
in a big way my work. Sure, that makes total and, sense, man. Um, and I think, you know, I, I think early on last year, I realized that too much of me was identified by my work. Like, in, in the sense that um, uh, I, I felt like my work was me, right? And, mm-hmm. and I realized that that wasn't the truth, that there was so much more to me than the work that I did. Sure. Um, and it was a huge revelation. It was a huge hurdle to overcome. Uh, and and I think, it, you know, the the job that I had before I went freelance, I, I am so grateful to them because I think they put up with me. Uh, although I shouldn't say it like that because it's not like I was a diva or anything. But, you know, they, they helped me through a really, really tough time in my life. and And I don't think they understood how much just giving me work to do was was yeah. a huge help for me just to kind of get through it. Um uh if if we're talking about a hurdle that is not necessarily part of that job, I would say that one of the biggest hurdles I've had in my career is just my age, you know? Um I I've 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 been discriminated for my age, you know, like 3 times in my career, um where I've either gotten fired or uh not been given a raise because the reason was I was too young, you know. How old are you, Tim? Huh? How old are you? I I'm 21 right now. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So um, so that that has been a hurdle, and I've tried for it not to 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 get to me, you know. Um, that's. I mean, I, I'm I'm just curious now, and 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 if this is a little bit more personal than you'd like to get, that's totally okay. fine, but. You know, in these situations where it was very, very clear, I'm sure that they weren't super descriptive, like, hey, Tim, we're not going to give you a raise because you're young. Um, but in those moments where you were essentially discriminated against, right. what was your – like, what was going through your head? Um, I, I think I handled it poorly um, every time, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first time I was I was discriminated for my age was back when I worked with that – uh, with that guy at the marketing agency, uh, that's okay. why I got fired because he he was like, "You're 15." <laughs> he didn't he know. Didn't know. He, hired you? he didn't know. Uh, and I'm telling you, he was it was a shady operation, man. Like he wasn't he was paying me cash, you know. Uh, yeah. So he he didn't know anything about me. Um, so so that's the first time I got I got I, I got canned. Uh, then in Boston. I uh I was working with a with a company out there and uh I sent in my tax information that has my birthday yeah. and immediately after I was canned um and I wasn't given a reason as to why so but it's pretty obvious I mean, I mean we, yeah we, it was it was very dots. obvious right uh and the funny thing is that they retained payment for 30 days Wow. When the law is, if you get fired, you're supposed to get your check that day. Immediately, yeah. Um, so just a tip for everybody that's listening. If you don't know that, <laughs> because I yeah. didn't know that, and I would have sued their asses. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, well, I know I know that is one thing. Like, you have to get paid on the spot yeah. for, for the time worked. When it comes to, like, if they're paying you up for vacation days and stuff, that can come a little later. The other thing, correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, and this might be a state-to-state law. I know in Florida, right. they are not allowed to withhold payment longer than your designated pay period, which most places it's like the first and fifteenth right. every two weeks, and and that is uh, mandated by the government. So that it's not like a bunch of bosses met up and made that law. Right. The government said you can only you have to pay people every two weeks. So if someone is withholding payment. If your employer is withholding payment past two weeks or 15 days, yeah. um, that's against the law as well. Well, uh, I wish I would have known that because I <laughs> didn't know. Um, and, you know, I uh, – and at the time, I mean, I, I was broke. I, I, was, uh, I was on my way to moving to Boston. So I had used Holy a lot God. of my funds uh, to, to move there. And so basically I was left without a job and without money for 30 days. So I, I sent them an email and I said, look, this is my situation. I've used a lot of my money to come and work for you guys. Can you please yeah. do me the favor 
of sending me uh, my check before. And, uh, and their response was, no, you'll get your check in a month. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not bitter, but I don't like them. You know, so when I when I see that they're sponsoring events at their uh, at their stupid office, um, I never <laughs> I never tweet anything about it. You sure. know, um, and then but I, at the same time, uh, I I don't mention them my name, so you know nobody knows who it is. Yeah, and then uh, I think, and then the third time, <laughs> and the third time this <sighs> happened to me. Okay, uh, I I ended up leaving. I. Uh, I was like, okay, well then, I'm I'm gonna get another job, and I did get another job, and uh, the other job that I got was paying me twenty thousand dollars more. Um, so there you go, you know, that's that's just how it works. Yeah, oh, it's karma, right? Um, it's it's interesting because I think our industry, and by that I mean the web industry, it's it's one of the few industries aside from maybe. And I'm being facetious here. Professional soccer, um, if you remember Freddie Adu or whatever that guy's right. name was, where people under the age of 18 are just as viable, ready, and willing to work as someone who has a college degree um, doing the same thing. Right. Like you're younger than me, and I'm pretty sure you're probably better than. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say you're a better <laughs> designer and developer than I am. You're um, too kind. Which is, it it can be scary, right? Um, it can, well, it can be scary for the older folks. Yeah. Um, it's it's very opportunistic for the younger folks like yourself or even uh, Dan Eden, who's I'm I'm gonna say he might be younger than you. I don't know how old he no, is. No, he's he, I think he's about a year older than I am. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, I know he recently graduated college, yeah. uh, and I know he just finished up his internship at Dropbox and just got hired there full time. So I wasn't sure where he was within you know his age and stuff. Yeah. But there's you guys who, unfortunately, you people think you can get the bad end of a deal because you're young and oh you'll bounce back but the reality is is you're putting in just as many hours as the 30 old person sitting next to you um but you sort of get treated differently because they assume you have less experience that kind of stuff it's good that you you made the choice on that last one though um it's almost like a not necessarily stick it to the man kind of thing but i'm sure it was one of those things where you're like i'm gonna be in control of this well i mean it was kind of a stick it to the man situation i mean i I was i was told in a in a professional meeting that i was young and i didn't have that many expenses so i didn't really need the money um so i uh so i was like okay so then um i i got off the phone and i uh i started looking for another job (laughs) that's great you know it's interesting because i think when we're growing up we're uh, we're we're given this idea of what it's like to work in the real world and it's this idea of professionalism um not necessarily over professional but that um if you do good work if you work hard and you have results then you will be rewarded but it sounds like in your situation you could have done you know everything under the sun but you know, they're like, ah, you're a kid. Your parents still pay your rent. You don't need any money. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to buy Pop Rocks. Right, right. Yeah. And I'm going to buy bubble gum, you know. Um, yeah. I, I think from that whole situation, I only regret, regret one thing. And it's the fact that it was the first time that I had worked with a with a creative director that I think I, I really respected. Um, and I learned so much from him. He is just an amazing person um, and, and an excellent designer. And I, I loved working with him. So, you know, of, of the whole thing, that's the, that's the one thing I regret, that I, that I don't get to work with him anymore. But who knows? Maybe, maybe it will happen again in the future in, in another place. Yeah. Do you guys still keep in touch? Yeah, we do keep in touch every once in a while. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. Um. Okay, so there's we have two more questions. Okay, because um, we're running out of time here. We have about ten, fifteen more minutes left. Um, first question. Well, I'm not gonna uh, you know rattle them off to you, but um, if you could give yourself, and I mean you're 21, so if you could give your 15 year old self <laughs> um, one piece of advice, or you know, think of this as a two two piece. Right. Um, if you could give people starting out in the industry one piece of advice, what would it be? 
Oh, that's a that's a that's a good question. I I um I think my 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 answer to that would be to learn the business of design. And uh I think that as creative people uh as as much as we'd like to stick to the creative things that we do and do that and not worry about anything else, the fact of the matter is that we have to deal with the business side of things, whether yeah. it means that we're working full time for somewhere uh, for someone or um, or that we're independent you know and and we run our own business or we're doing contract work, uh, knowing the business of design will help you a ton, and I wish I would have. I wish I would have understood the importance of that a long time ago. When you say – and I just want to elaborate a little bit for the listeners who may not know this. When you say the business of design, are you talking to the extent of like uh, design as a job? Uh, liter- like uh, what's his face? Uh, Mike Montero. <laughs> However, I, I, I always mess up his last name. But are you talking about like um, – Well, Mike like- Mike Montero's book is, is amazing and, and it, it explains – Actually, I think the the different facets of the business of design it it yeah. approaches it from a client services point of view, but it also approaches it from a uh, you know employee point of view, which I think is important um, because the the business involves how much you're getting paid, you know, to to do your job, but it sure. also uh, means how much are we going to charge for the work that we're doing. Um, so and those two things are completely different, right? Because how much you're getting paid is a whole different question compared to, you know, going to a client and and estimating a project. Um oh, totally. how do you even begin that, you know? And and those are those are things that I wish I would have understood a lot a lot more uh earlier because I I think they're they're important and and really at, at the end of the day, man, they make or break your career. Um, oh, definitely. So, yeah. I um I read his book. Uh, I I loved it. I immediately recommended it to uh, some of my friends. I have a buddy Nick who he um, he's a producer at an agency here in New York, um, but he also has he's slowly but surely starting up um, his agency with some buddies, and they have a, a few local clients from Rochester, um, and he's definitely doing his thing. But I recommended it to him and his team because. While I think it's very, very um, useful for anybody in the design industry, I think if you replace the word with design with anything else, it's still relevant. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's that. That book is more of business life lessons yes. than it is design centric thinking yes. or design centric business as a person who is in design. Yeah. Um, but that stuff, it's. I'm 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 mad at two things. I'm mad at him for not writing it sooner, and I'm mad at me for not reading it sooner. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I I think um, I think yeah, you could definitely replace I mean design with any type of creative work because he he talks about how to sell your your design yeah. work, and and that's another thing that I was that I was just so terrible at uh, at the beginning of my career. Whereas now, um, you know, I I understand the importance of selling the work that I do and also convincing the clients that I, that I am the expert and that's what they hired me for. And I'm here to do my job. You know? Yeah. My, um, funny little story. Oh, it's not funny, but it's a little story. My brother, um, you know, he's a designer, um, at an incubator in LA and I was talking to him and he was sort of spitting off some like stories from previous jobs, working with smaller agencies when he was, you know, starting out, but the one thing he's like, you know, I work – he said, you know, I worked on a design and it was for lower-end products and I made what people would qualify as a higher-end design, right? Like something a little bit more luxurious, have the sheen that you would see with a higher price point product. And originally, uh, the group that he was meeting with to go- review his work, they were a little hesitant because they are like, you know, this product is, is, is not very costly um, the audience we're going after might misconstrue your design as something that's expensive. Um, and I can only imagine that someone, he, you know, he's my brother. I love him and I hate him to death. Um, <laughs> love him a lot more than I hate right. him. 
Um, he's really smart because before I read the book, he was like, you know, part of my job as a designer is, is being a salesman, not in a bad way, right? He's not trying to sell people on crappy things, but he has to explain his design thinking and show um, through his work and through his explanation and his uh, and and like you know his process, how he came to that conclusion, yeah. why this is good, you know. It, and the one thing he said to me is like, you know, why wouldn't people? Um, who might ha- be at a lower income bracket? Maybe that's what this product is targeted at. Why would why wouldn't they want to feel um, premium? Yeah. Right. Why wouldn't they want that feeling? They do. Yep. Um, and when he said that, I was like, you know, that makes so much sense. Um, part, you know, and I I am a firm believer that design is is a big aspect of the job, especially when you're talking about a product. Um, other parts of it, you know, positioning, marketing, copy, all that kind of stuff. But he said that, and I was like, okay. And then I was like, now I get. You know, now I think you're smarter than I thought you were before. <laughs> I love him to death. Right. Um, but because, like, you know, he's he's not just, oh, let me make pretty things. You know, he's actually thinking, which is fantastic. Um, and I think that's really, really important to design and development because sometimes, you know, I'm sure, you know, in development, there's, you know, 17 different ways to, to make something hover, yeah. not literally. Um, but you sort of have to think, what's the best one? What What's best for this project? What's best according to you know standards and best practices yes. most efficient etc um and we have to stand by our stuff and it's a lot more than just the execution yes yeah yeah i, I agree um, with everything you just said good we have an endorsement from tim smith everyone <laughs> um okay tim this is the last question for you sir um and this is the secret fun time question okay. it's nothing oh it's it it's not bad it's not sexual it's not crazy like that <laughs> I promise. I wasn't going to, you know, I was going to put you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, man. Um, If you could hang out with one person for a day, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, wow. This might turn sexual after all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, Man, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I, geez, that's a, that's you got to answer. You can't give me an I don't yeah. know. You know, I think um, I I uh, I've always been a fan of Marilyn Monroe. Um, okay, so this is going sexual. <laughs> got it. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm going to go with Marilyn Monroe uh, because okay. uh, you know I think um, I've done I've, unfortunately actually I've done a lot of research on her and she she was mm-hmm. a very troubled person, uh, but I think I think it would have been fun to meet her. Uh, and to, oh, and to hang out with her. I could only imagine what was going on in her head during this stardom. You know, like right. it's, she, she was, I mean, she was probably very, very, for the mentally sound person, I would like to say, I know nothing about her, but you know, I could only imagine getting out of a vehicle and having a ton, ton of, I mean, the Beatles, Rolling Stones, anybody who else was in like the spotlight, yeah. even today with like Justin Timberlake or any rapper, singer, actress, you know, you're walking down a red carpet and you have people shouting at you, cameras flashing. Like, what's going through your head? Yeah. Like, that's got to be intense. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't want that. No, that was... A, I wouldn't want that at all, ever. Yeah, you know, I've always said that if I were ever, like, in that kind of position or maybe, like, a professional athlete, I would want to be an offensive or defensive... Well, no, an offensive lineman because no one ever knows <laughs> who an offensive lineman is. Right. Except for like I think his name is Matt Saturday or whatever he's a he's an he's a commentator now, but otherwise you only know that they play pro, you assume they play, play professional sports because they're 7 feet tall right. and like a gajillion pounds. Otherwise, you couldn't spot them out of a crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean I I I don't mind, you know, having billions of dollars, but I I don't want the fame. <laughs> No one does. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't want to be bothered with it. Yeah, either. that's that's a life I don't want. Um. All right. So now I think if you have any, you're more than welcome. We can flip the switch. And you have any questions for me? Do I have questions for you? Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about you the whole time. I don't know if, and I'm totally cool with that. Um. But is there anything you want to know about me, my career, what I had for dinner? What did you have for dinner? I'm super freaking proud of it. I had um, grilled pork chop. Wow. Which I I bought a pork loin, and that's like the big, huge chunk of meat, and I like butchered that thing myself. Right. Um, Brussels sprouts and homemade sweet potato fries. Right. 
That was a king's meal, in my opinion. Wow. Yeah, it was really. It does sound good, man. I'm. I'm. Um, right now it can be. I can edit this after. Um, no, but if you have if you have no more questions, we can stop. Cool. No, it's okay. You didn't have to. So, um, and I guess at this point, you can't stop recording. Uh,